Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The End of Time and Other Bothers, End Notes, Episode 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome to End Notes, Session 2. This End Notes is going to be a little bit different than the other ones, and we're going to explain why as we get into it. For this End Notes session, I'm joined with co-show creator and Alba Salix wizard extraordinaire, <laughs> Eli McElveen. Hello. So... The whole idea of these endnotes is that we're going to talk about uh, the episode that just happened. And generally what's going to happen is we do that at the table. So we record a session using our improvisation and the role playing. And then no one is allowed snacks until they give their notes. (laughs) Yeah. And then we used to allow everyone to go down to snacks. Now, no. So we end recording. We then start up. Everybody has little green pads that they write down their their questions on about that episode. And then we we discuss those with the with everyone at the table. So you get to hear from the people playing Darcy and Egerton and Blatt. Blatt thank you. Uh, what was going on in their heads? They can ask me what was planned. How did that go? We can just talk about it. This because there are always questions. <laughs> there are. With Sean DMing. <laughs> Sometimes some really crazy ones. So there was, I just wrote down, WTF happened to episode two. Episode two that you just listened to is not the full episode two. One of the challenges when we started this venture was me trying to figure out how long is a session. Yeah. Because we've done like gaming sessions that have gone on for an entire day, really. 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> not Not recorded. And here, right, we're really focusing on the improv. So we're trying to keep it in small spurts for, for the for the improvers at the table. So we do shorter sessions, take a break. But one of the challenges I had going in is that sometimes it's hard to tell with improvers how long a, a simple three sentences is going to take. Yeah. So I Or a ha- simple walking down to a school from the top of a hill. Right. Case in point. So I had seven sentences written for episode two, and we got through three of them in the episode you just listened to. (laughs) So the episode two that we recorded at the table became episode two and episode three. And that created some structural issues where I'm not sure if episode two is going to be our strongest episode ever. Uh, This Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Wait till you hear episode three and four and five are my absolute favorites so far. 
That said, um, we had to split episode two into episode two and three. Mm -hmm. So we have an awesome EndNote session with all the cast, and they're going to talk about the episode two you just heard and the episode three you're going to hear. Mostly about episode three. Mostly about episode three. In in a week and a half, you guys will be hearing that. So that's still coming. So what we wanted to do, because we split them, was we thought, hey, this is a chance for Eli and I to sit down, say it in a long way, and just talk about some things that happened and what we're learning in the post-process of building this show. So that's what happened and why it's now just us in this episode too. <laughs> so, so what did you want to talk about, Eli? So yeah, uh, I wanted to talk a bit about the process of, of creating this show because you had fallen in love with like actual play podcasts and kind of jumped at the, the, the idea of, of creating one. I was keen to do something more in the Alba world and we had to kind of meet in the middle and figure out what the heck that means. Yeah. We've talked a little bit, you talked a little bit in episode zero about uh, what it means to be working in this this world that has established canon, quote unquote. It, it actually was a real challenge for us for a number of reasons. One, because Eli went insane creating background. Yeah, n- never having DM'd before, I'm like, I, I will just make up loads of stuff about this city and this, this. I have stuff on the fauna and the breakdown of, of lives and plants and history. I'm like, here's some details you might want to just toss in. I don't know. I don't know what's what you, what you need. I mean, your descriptions and things, usually you've just got like a file card with some bullet points on yes. this character looks like this, and this is what they want in, in a word. And this, the same thing for kind of locations and stuff now. No, locations are a little more detailed, but, oh, okay. but yeah, so you I had all this information. So the it, it it was a little daunting. GMing the first episode was was hard for me to get my head wrapped around how much detail, what am I reading versus going off because I'm more of a go off my gut kind of guy. Yeah. But the 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 challenge was not the amount of data that was created. The challenge was we didn't want to build a story. We wanted to create an audio drama. And we wanted it to truly be story, not just story first. We wanted it to be story. Full stop. Just story. Yeah, there is and, a game. There is a game mechanic underlying it, but we we don't really touch on it that much in in the first arc, really. Yeah, you will see it a little more. There's, the, there's a few test roles, but yeah, a role playing mechanic is 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 fun. We all a lot of us love role playing. A role playing mechanic is not necessarily good. Well, let's just put a let's put the cards on the table. Role playing mechanics are not good at telling stories. They are there to provide guidelines for a shared experience. And I think it's been well, sort of well proven now that just setting up a microphone in a room will not create this amazing story generally. So one of the things I wanted to play with that we were trying to work into this idea in the Apple world was improvisation first. So improv is a powerful technique for a group of people to create a story together where nobody knows where it's going. <laughs> Sean has fallen into the into the cult of improv in the last the last two months. It's 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 an incredible. So so the challenge is actually how do you allow a group of players to truly make offers to each other in improv without someone having to step in and shut them down? Yeah, Whether I didn't want to be I didn't want to be standing in the the corner with the clipboard going, oh no no you can't do that. Right. 
But that meant we did have to navigate some things because Eli did get very upset at some early meetings when certain things were brought up, which we don't have to get into. But but like that, we did have to navigate what is allowed in this world. What are the rules? What are the boundaries? Like what can the players create on the fly? You're going to hear a pretty, I won't give it away. There's a pretty awesome moment coming with something that does not necessarily really fit in the Alba world. One of the players just went there. Uh, he pimped me. I gave him pimping power. We'll what does that what, mean? We'll, so it's sort of a joke. In improv, it's called pimping when you um, you you sort of like, you're, you're giving things to another player that you know they have to accept. You're loading them down with, okay, I bet you can't play this. Yeah, so but it sort of be like in a scene, it it would be sort of done more like, oh, you know, you're I love how your fingernails are all seven inches long, and oh, your creepy eyes, so beautiful when it leaks out. You know, you just like it. I'm just giving whatever, but it's like you're giving things to a player that then they're gonna come back to you with, like they're gonna play off of. And so sometimes I <laughs> I make a mistake, but it's fun of giving some pretty explicit pimping power to some people and doing that with Blatt. Carter Siddle is dangerous because he'll go somewhere. So he'll he'll use it. So um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but you'll hear that soon. So allowing for that kind of thing to happen was hard when we're saying we're putting this in the Alba world. So they are back now in a time when Alba is alive. Like we are in, uh, we're just at the other side sort of of the country. And th there's the opportunity for these stories to touch or cross and we're introduced. We're, so anyway, so that was sort of, and it wasn't just me. Eli had to come up, you had to come up with some ways to allow for rather bizarre things to be happening. Yeah. And in the end, uh, I decided that that it, not to be wor so worried about canon. That was the big lesson in this is that I don't want the, the canon in Alba to be this cut and dried, oh, we're going to go through the technical manual every time something happens and, and yay or nay it based on how it fits. Um, if it's cool, it's, it's that, uh, I think on TV tropes, they call it the rule of cool. If it's cool, then it goes. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that fits with your style of game mastering. But I think you, like, I want to get more specific. You actually created a city called Paradox, specifically mm -hmm. with certain attributes that really allows for things there to be a little different. Yeah, it, it is a very magical place. Like it, this is possibly the most magical place in the continent, maybe the the entire planet that that Alba is living on. Yeah, and there's crossroads and there's whole parts to Paradox that we're not going to talk about here because it's super cool that you've sort of built into Paradox. Yeah, there, there's the foundations laid for for future adventures either in this story or another. Right, and and so so anyway, so that was sort of the challenge. I think was was a lot of time us spending figuring out. Um, how do we get an environment where improvisation can be a really strong force yeah. and still allow role play and still allow the Alba universe to exist? And uh, one day, saying it now, have a potential crossover oh, yeah. with an Alba character. We so want that to happen. So, so episode two is really just about getting them back into Farloria. Uh, they're a little shell-shocked. And again, we only got through point three, uh, which is my fault. Uh, and so, but there's, there's really no way to get improvers any faster. Like they had, they had a lot of stuff to build and create for themselves that starts to pay off in episode three. So that was really cool. <laughs> oh, the long lift Boldios just killed me. Yeah, it was really great. So one of the other things I want to talk about was this idea that we've realized we can't have one bar for all the Alba shows 
we've sort of been having to wrestle with what is the musical approach and the sound design for this show where we could put it out every two weeks. Yeah. We're not going to be able to make it as detailed and fully every single little footstep and and action that the characters take. Says the guy who's been up till 5 a.m. every night <sighs> trying yeah. to make it as detailed yeah. as possible. But, but we sort of had to have a moment where we had to say, you know, a lot of people are like, why can't you put out more Alba Salix? Uh, and, and one of the reasons is that it's an insane amount of work per episode, not just to pre-produce and write and record and all that, but the post-production on Alba, I, one day I want to add up the hours, but it is weeks of Eli not sleeping, if not five or six weeks per episode. It is an immense amount of effort. And so the idea here was to create a show where we could put it out every two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. But that's going to require us to spend less than two weeks an episode, mm-hmm. closer to a week. And so I just wanted you to talk about uh, some of the the give and take and how you're approaching that because you're still trying to create a pretty interesting sounding distinct in the Alba universe world. So how, what are you giving on? Yeah. Well, I mean, we want to bring it to life, but obviously we can't give it the quite the amount of detail and attention that that we do for, for our scripted shows. Yeah, turning out uh, at about an hour of audio every two weeks. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be doing things like there are there will be ambient sound. There's gonna be a music cue here and there where it where it kind of lifts the scene, and likewise that that's sort of how we're gonna be treating sound effects too. Like if there's a, a particular line or moment that the characters set up that a sound effect could really help sell. Then we'll then we'll put it in. So the 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 big example was was episode one with the explosion. Um, Sean was listening back to it and going, no no no, make the explosion bigger, make the explosion bigger, and not just not just louder, but longer, make it complete chaos. So yeah, but I got to call you out here because that all sounds great. Oh, we're just going to do it where needed. But I have caught you not sleeping now. And falling behind because you're trying to hit a bar that you had set for Alba with this new show. Yeah. So so tell us about like like what's that like? Like what's it like to be the sound designer on a show and having to use footsteps at the opening of episode one were driving you insane. Probably still are. They're not the right footsteps. And the old Eli would have been out and getting grass, putting it in our basement, doing some crazy <laughs> things to create a sound. So how are you like how emotionally do you do you deal with the fact that this show can't be the same? Yeah, we had a big heart to heart at uh, about eleven o'clock. You were going to bed, and we just had to have this talk about how how detailed is this, and am I going to have to sort of let go and and compromise and all this stuff? And and you you kind of talked me off a few ledges <laughs> this show. You guys wasn't going to allow, I don't know if anyone knows, in Alba, no music is reused. I think some people don't even realize. You like all the little stings. The, every the, episode, the, sting, the stings are different. The, the music well, the has stings, been modified. The stings are reused from episode to episode, but never twice in the same episode. <laughs> That's why there's about 20 of them. Right. So, yeah. So, so it's been interesting to see you try and create something really interesting, but- but it's like it's weird because I want great sound too. Like there's places where I'm like I want more. Mm-hmm. But but it I think it's just something we all have to deal with when we're trying to put out a show more frequently. Mm-hmm. Where do we let go? Where do we focus? Yeah, and we don't have a, a a team to lean on for for the the production stuff. 
Well, I think that's a lot. We've covered a lot today. Um, thank you, Eli. Thank you for joining me here today. Um, so again, we created this EndNotes because, uh, again, we split episode two into two. So you listen to the first half of what I had planned as episode two. It is now the episode two. I can't wait for you all to hear episode three. It's awesome. And episode four and five, again, they're our favorites right now. So that's going to be it for today. And moving forward... The EndNotes are going to be a benefit for our Patreon sponsors. So if you want to learn more about that and how to get access to EndNotes and early access to episodes and deleted scenes and all that cool stuff, uh, you can visit patreon.com slash And regardless, we will see you in about a week and a half or so with episode three. Ooh. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen! Wait a second! <laughs> it strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.